Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Coach, we're ready to play here at 3CR, 855. It's uh, April the something or other, 20th maybe. Something like that. James John, James John Tate is here. And yes, time is a construct. Don't worry about that. And, and, and I'm John A. Tate. This is the sporting record. Before we get started, we'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional custodians of the land from which we broadcast this program on and on which much of our local sport is played. We also acknowledge the incredible contribution of First Nations athletes to this continent's sporting life and we pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. So we're getting to some surfing to start off today, John. Yes, yes. Uh, thanks to Donald Saw Prize Surprise for that program. It's a repeat program, but you can't hear dad jokes too much, can you? Especially when the dad jokes is delivered by someone who is not a dad. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, it was, it was good. I, I was chuckling. Anyway, just wanted to say that. Yeah, well done. Um, now, last week we did talk surfing because a uh, Bells Beach uh, tournament had just finished and we talked about it, but we ran out of time to do the feel-good part of that story. Yes. So we thought we might as well start with that. So uh, we know that Taylor Wright uh, claimed back-to-back. Uh, and in the men's, Ethan Ewing won the final. He's a pretty good Australian surfer. Good on you, Ethan. But the feel-good part of it was his mum, Helen Lambert, that was her name at the time, uh, she won the women's title 40 years ago. Wow. 40. 40. Um, so it was kind of, um, yeah, it was, it was a repeat of that uh, thing from 40 years ago. Um and he said, uh, and sadly, his mother had passed away uh, in 2005. Yes, he was six years old when that happened. Uh, it was a battle with breast cancer. She was 39, which is way too young. That's right, he was just six. Uh, I'll do a couple of quotes about what he, he said about it. He said, it was such a special thing. I've been thinking about it. It's been a huge goal of mine in honour of her. Mm. I wanted to do her proud. It's so good. Wonderful. He said, I've had the... Um, I've had her trophy next to my bed pretty much my whole life and looked at that and dreamt of it and seeing her name on the stairs, I guess that's the stairs that go up from the beach to the, yeah. to, to the cliff. Yeah. Um, yeah, seeing her name on the stairs and now I have my name there too, so it's so special. Isn't that wonderful? Good on you, Ethan. That's a great, great effort. Yeah. I'm just going to adjust, <laughs> adjust things here. There you go. There you go. You're adjusted. You're well... You're, yeah, well, you're I think so, yes. I've got a, uh, a loose mic. But anyway. And we should say, uh, before we go any further, that M is uh, late out, managed. We're yes. managing M. 
Yes. Uh, they, they use their brain for a lot of things, a lot mm. of good things in the community. So M is out managed today, mm. but M will be back firing shortly. Yes. So at some point in the game, we'll have to talk about the uh, story about the, the, the trans basketball player whose name is something Rogers. Lexi. Lexi Rogers. So yeah. we'll, we will address that story, but we should do it while, while, while Em's here. because Em, em, is, em is the one to listen to on that one because yeah, yeah, it's not your, yeah. your place nor mine to really offer insight on these issues because we are cis white men. So we'll, we'll, we'll earmark that one for next week when Em's but back in. It's the in. sort of topic that the, the sporting record really wants to get our teeth stuck into. Yes. So, so stay uh, tuned. That's coming. Stay tuned. So that was a good surfing story, wasn't it? A good, good, good yeah, feel-good yeah, one, eh? And uh, the, the season's still on, so Margaret River starts uh, soon. With the, uh, the, the cut-down from however many to however many. Yeah, so that's happening in Western Australia. Um, I think what I've noticed about the surfing is they don't give you a starting date because it probably depends on the waves, doesn't it? It depends yeah. on, the, on, the, on the you know tides and everything. So they sort of have a period of 10 days or so but they don't actually nominate it starting on Saturday. They have to wait to, to the right time to start. You just have to keep your finger on the pulse, don't you? Yeah. Hey, how'd you find uh, Gather Round? Well, Gather Round, by all accounts, my account including, was a big success. Mm. Big success. Mm. So it's been so successful that the AFL have locked in Gather Round for the next three years yeah. at Adelaide. Yeah, good on. Now... I like the idea of gather round being passed around. Mm. And it may well in the future. It may well. You know, um, I guess South Australia was so successful that the AFL goes, yep, this is great money for the SA. This is great money for the AFL. Let's keep it here. But, you know, WA, they'd earn it. Mm. You know, Brisbane. Mm. Well, let's let's perfect the concept and then move it around. Right, you're taking a long-term view. Yeah, I suppose so. There's one thing I was a little bit critical of, and uh, in all the media outlets, it's been very positive, the whole gather round thing. But <laughs> they did claim before it started that it was sold out. All the seats were sold, all the tickets sold. It's a great success. Every match is sold out. The sporting record broke the news last week. We did. We did. But when I was watching... Uh, the Essendon game, which was part of a double header, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, playing at Adelaide Oval, and following us was another game, which featured Port Adelaide, I think. Yes, it did. So the stands were half full during our game, watching it on the tally. Mm. And I thought, well, how, how can they call this a sellout? How can they call this, you know, all the tickets sold? So it was a little bit of... And, of course, they were, because by the time I got to the Port Adelaide ground, it probably was full, mm. Port Adelaide game. But you know, sleight of hand. That was a little, bit, yeah, there. a little bit of statistical dodging and weaving there. Yes, uh, and I guess because they fixtured, fixtured the games so closely together, mm. it'd be difficult to clear them all out. Yeah, a double header. That's right. What do you do? Crowd yeah, kick everyone out and then bring in the next lot. No, I dare say that's something they would earmark for next year. Going, all right, how about we have tickets with just one game per cycle? Yeah. You know, and then everybody clear out, get out, yeah. or buy a second ticket if you want to stay in. I don't know. Yeah. So that was my only criticism. Very small thing, but, you know, that was that. Very small thing. So the Gather Round was a success. The name worked. Yes. <laughs> the name worked, Gather Round. People really seem to be gathering around Gather Round, which yeah. is quite nice, isn't it? While we're talking footy, I do have a, another 
thing to raise. Just C- about uh, old cynical John on the wall. Yeah, horse yeah, again. I know, I know, I know. But you know, the whole racism thing in football yes. pops up quite regularly, and it has recently um, with um, J- Jumara. Hugo Hagen. Hugo Hagen, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, was abused by somebody on the other side of the fence. Probably, I think it might have been a St Kilda supporter mm. who they, they were trying to find. I never heard if they ever found the, the culprit of that. No. But anyway, something was yelled over the fence. It was offensive. He heard it. He played on, but brought it up later on. And um, that wasn't good. I was surprised, actually. You'd think St Kilda supporters would know better, seeing the whole Nicky Winmar thing, which would have been celebrating the 30th anniversary of that incident. Yeah. Nicky raising his jumper and all that. So you think some Kilda supporters would be quite sensitive to that, mm. wouldn't you? Anyway, apparently not. But it amazes me that the AFL and people in the media seem surprised. Oh, look, it's happened again. You'd think this would be the end of it. you think we would have sorted this out by now. You know, people keep, you know, saying these things. Social media as well. Whereas I think, no, it's... You put 50,000 people in a stadium, there's going to be a few idiots who think that way Mm. and will express their thoughts inappropriately. It's just going to happen. Maybe one day in an idealistic world, that'll that'll be gone. But, you know, don't Mm. be surprised. I'd say it points more to the fact that racism is systemic in society. People have been tr- almost trained to think this way, you know, over a long series of time. And the idea of kicking someone out of the organisation, the, you know, the, the the typical response is a lifetime ban from AFL membership of, uh, of clubs. Yeah, and they'll and do it. Lifetime ban of people from going to games. But those are band-aids compared to actually managing and, and, and getting rid of the systemic racism, which breeds and is the source of much of these individual cases where, you know, people... people We'd like to pat ourselves on the back and think, oh, Australians aren't racist, you know. uh, Australia's a very racist country. What did did Malcolm used to say? We're the most successful successful multicultural country in the world. Easy for Malcolm to say. Well, that's right. He probably doesn't sit in the outer where people are yelling stuff out, getting it off their chest, booing the umpire, and occasionally yelling out something... Racist and offensive. Yeah, there's a long way to go. You or I are not the expert on this, nor should we be, but um, it's worth highlighting that it's much deeper yes. than, than a lot of yes. the Band-Aid responses. And and it's it's difficult to really remedy. You and me, we need to be allies in this fight. Mm-hmm. And we've got, to, we've got to keep putting our best foot forward in that. Yes, and I applaud everything that the AFL and the country and the, and the courts are doing to... Uh, you know, and the uh, 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 online people are doing to improve ourselves, but it's going to take a long time. Yes, it will. So we'll jump to a few community announcements now. What have yeah. we got on next after Well, I've got some uh, exciting thing for Tigers fans. I've got two, two Tiger anthems. Continuing on with our jazz round, I Yes, know. yes. And it's going to take a little while to, to put through those. So uh, we've got them ready to roll. There'll be a bit of uh, explaining to do. Here we go. Trans Family is a not-for-profit organization providing a peer support group for loved ones, including parents, siblings, extended family, and friends of a trans and gender diverse person. 
Trans Family runs discussion groups in person and online. We offer a safe space to share your experiences, ask any questions regarding your situation, and provide peer support. We are especially keen to hear from loved ones in regional and rural Victoria. Donations to Trans Family are tax deductible. For more information, visit transfamily.org.au or look for us on Facebook. Trans Family is a 3CR supporter. Have you had your fourth COVID-19 vaccine dose? The Murdoch Children's Research Institute at the Royal Children's Hospital are recruiting participants aged 18 years or older to receive a randomized fourth COVID-19 vaccine dose, either Moderna bivalent or Novavax vaccine, or be part of a control group and receive no additional vaccine. You will be compensated for your time and transport and will receive your antibody test results. For more information, contact covid.booster at mcri.edu.au. The Murdoch Children's Research Institute is a 3CR supporter. Now, James, most people would agree that uh, if we're totally unbiased, that the best of the AFL footy anthems is the Richmond one. It definitely is a crowd pleaser. (laughs) Um, Richmond win of the game. A lot of the other people join in. Because it's so... Catchy and singable. Yellow and black. Yeah. It's got that thing in the middle, yellow and black, you know. Yeah, isn't that good? So it's called Oh, We're From Tigerland. Yep. It's based on the tune of Row, Row, Row. Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Is it really? Is I, that the well, tune? Well, apparently, yeah. In my head, when I sing Row, 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 I don't think Tigerland. But anyway, that's that's the official... According to your sources. According to my sources, that's right. To your condiments. It was written in 1962, or the lyrics were... By a guy called Jack Malcolmson. 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 Who was an amazing guy, apparently. A tap dancer. Wow. Uh, he was nicknamed Australia's Fred Astaire. And Fred Astaire was a quintuple threat. Oh, yeah. But anyway, Jack Malcolmson is tap dancer, singer, actor. He was in many episodes of Homicide and Division 4, those oh, old Aussie yeah. cop shows. Was he in Sea Change? No, no. It was a bit oh. more, but he was an impersonator. He'd impersonate things as a sort of a comedy act. Wow. So an amazing guy, obviously a Richmond supporter. Uh, so someone said to him, now, Jack, can you write us a, a, a great anthem, theme song for our team? Right. So in 1962, he was on a plane flying back from King Island to Melbourne, and he wrote the lyrics to this. Did he write the big yellow and black bit as well? well? Was that part I assume of the so. I assume so. Or that might have been a later because that's raucous modification. That's raucous, and you want raucous when you're celebrating a victory. Yes, yes, raucous is good. So we've got this one on a, a single, an yes. old an old vinyl single. Yes, but this is a new series. I've run out of copies of the uh, Robert Crawford ones, the Talent City ones, which all, I've been playing. All off, yeah. So now we're getting into the Herald Privilege Records. The Herald Privilege Records. So the Herald Records. newspaper put these out. It was sort of a spe- if you were a Herald subscriber, you could go get one of these records. Now what era was this? What are we talking I, about? I've tried to narrow this down. It could have been something like 1967. Around that. Certainly around mid-60s. Mid-60s. And once again, it's in a jazz flavour. Uh, they came in a, in a paper bag 
with a Wegg cartoon on the front. Ah, Wegg, legend. Right. Yeah, the, the so, legend cartoonist. So himself. this one's just got a, uh, a cartoon tiger on the front. Yes, big mouth. In a stripy bag. And uh, there's plenty of these around. They're not hard to find. It's a seven-inch record vinyl. And uh, this is the Richmond Football Club jazz version. The singer, people may recognise him, Smacker Fitzgibbon. <laughs> Smacker Fitzgibbon. He was a legendary jazz guy in Melbourne. Smacker. Smacker. What was his name? Smacker. Smacker. That's Smacker a good Fitzgibbon. Name. Played banjo, and he sings with a great voice. All right. So let's give let's, Sma- hear this. let's give Smacker a listen. Judging, uh, we'll play this next one as a bed. This is Tiger's Dance Time. <laughs> so I think it probably is an instrumental. This seven-inch record is actually an EP. It has more than two songs on it. Unbelievable. Yeah. Judging from that rendition of the Tiger theme, you'd think the AFL is more of a cabaret performance than a than a gladiatorial battle, wouldn't you think? Yeah, well, I suppose so. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, now, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, so that was Smacker. Great voice, hasn't he? Great Smacker. Voice. But there's a bit of controversy. So um, certainly uh, I've spoke to Rhett Bartlett, who's the historian at the Richmond Football Club. Yes, we've been in contact with, with, with many people. And he's also happens to be the son of Kevin Bartlett. But that's not why I rang him. I rang him because I, well, I emailed him because he's the expert on Richmond history. Because the Talent City singles that I've been trying to get can't get the Richmond one. But it's a different song. It's not that one. Oh. Uh, it was recorded earlier than that. And I, uh, But Rhett Bartlett says this song was never an official anthem. This one we're about to sing. It's called uh, Play It. So it's called uh, Onward 
the Tigers. Is that right? On, on, on with the Tigers. On yeah. with the Tigers. Uh, and it's to the, theme, it's to the tune of Walsing Matilda. Yes. Very and I've heard rumours that the old Richmond theme used to be based on Walsing Matilda, but I could never get it confirmed. But the song exists. Rhett Bartlett says, no, no, it was never an official anthem. It was just something people would sing. So it was a song that was out there. So I suppose the guy who recorded the uh, Talent City singles, looking for a Richmond one, maybe there was no Richmond anthem at the time, official. So he's used this and called it the official anthem. But that's where the disputes come in. Wonderful. So this is, we're going to play this next just as we fade out Tiger's Dance. As we fade out Tiger's Dance time, which is lovely actually. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was nice. Nice bit. So this is set to the to the to the tune of Baltimore Matilda. Yep. And it's just, so you know. onward the tigers, onward the tigers. Okay, All so right. you get a bit of an idea. Well, let's give this a crack. See if this works. Good Lord. So, um, as I say, I haven't got that on vinyl. Rhett Bartlett was kind enough to uh, send me a link, which we've just played now. Well, there you go. Interesting that it encourages cannibalism. Eat them alive, boys. Well, tigers, they're, they're, they're carnivores. Yes, yes, unbelievable. Um, <laughs> it's great. I like it. It could have well been the official anthem if they had have gone with that. Yeah, so do you know why they, they went with the other tune and not this one? Oh, well, I suppose uh, the, the committee asked Jack Malcolmson to write something and they were happy with what he wrote, so that's what they went with. There he was go. probably a Tiger Man and a, and, a, and a club supporter and benefactor. So Yeah, trust Malcolmson. What we just heard was uh, recorded by the Thin Men and the Thin Men with the singers, same guy with the deep voice that we've heard on other ones. And the Party All Stars, that's the band. And it, was on, and it was on the Talent City label. One day, I'll get that single. Yes, I'm one still day. still looking. So there you go. There's a trip through history lane. That's right. We've got the Yellow and Black theme coming through that song as well. Yes, yes, Yellow and Black. And iconic. the Eat Em Alive battle cry. That's a bit of a Tigers battle cry, isn't it? Eat Em Alive. Really? Well, isn't it in the other song? Uh, who knows? I Let's don't listen to the words. <laughs> No, or maybe no. not. But anyway, eat them alive. I think it's a Richmond thing. So there you go. Okay, we're moving through our jazz, our, our jazz round. I songs. hope I hope everyone at home's enjoying the jazz round. I thought we'd be a flavour, but now we've got. I a... tell you what, though, we'll be popular with the Melbourne Jazz Club, ah. who are great supporters of Three CR. In fact, yes, they're more they than supporters. Are. I think they're associate associate members. Yes. Yeah, so I hope they're listening to this. Melbourne Jazz Club. If you want to get involved, just send us a message. Now we're going to go to a, an interesting pocket. Excuse the pun of the sporting world that we haven't touched on before. Snooker. That's right. Snooker. 
tiny, tiny article in, uh, in the Age newspaper oh, a few days ago, and it was referred to by somebody in a letter to the editor congratulating the paper for mentioning Neil Robertson. Neil. Who is uh, an Australian snooker champion. He lives in England now, but he's been at the top of the snooker world for years and years and years and years. Wow. He, um, he won the world championship a while back, something like 2005. Yes. He's been up there ever since. Wow. And that's going on at the moment, the world championship of snooker. And Neil's through to the final 16. Good on you, Neil. And uh, must go on for a while, this, you know, because uh, my understanding is they play, uh, it's like the, the first one to get to 10 wins. So winning a game is called a frame. Yes, yes. All right, frame. so, you know, you pot all the balls, and at the end of that, whoever's got the most number of points is the winner of that frame. Hmm. But it's not just a one, it's not just the best of three, it's the first one to get to 10 so I suppose it's the best of 19, if you look at it that yeah, way. Yeah, first two 10, best of 19. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So he's through to the round of 16, and I'm hoping he might uh, go all the way and win it. Good on you, Neil. We're with you, mate. Most of his competitors are, are from Britain. English, Scots, Irish. Yeah. They're, they're strong. A few Chinese players uh, who are pretty good. Yeah, those are typically, you know... You, Every now and then, it's very late at night, and you're sitting there going, oh, what's going on? And you flick on the telly, and there's snooker going on. You think, oh, here we go. It's great to watch. It is a very interesting sport to watch. Yeah. And, of course, it is a sport, uh, as per the John Tate um, taxonomy of sports. That's right. It's points. Not judges. No judges involved, unless there's a controversy, and the judge has to adjudicate. There's, there's a referee. Yes, which is good. You, know, you need order. We don't want anarchy in the sporting world. <laughs> But it's the first to a set number of frames, which is basically points, a certain number of points mm, in each mm, frame. Mm. And the John Tate taxonomy of sport, Yes, that is a sport. Yes, absolutely. It could well be in the Olympics. I wish it was. Would you like it to be an Olympic sport? That, Snooker. Yeah, that would be good, actually. I'm surprised they didn't bring it in during the uh, London Olympic Games a couple of years back. Yeah, and darts as they well. They would have done well. Darts would be a Trump good. might have won. Well, Trump can go piss off. No, no, not that one. There's, a, there's a, <laughs> One of the best players in the world is John Trump. Oh. He's an Englishman. Jeez, you got me there. Yeah, no, you I, got me there. I set you up. You set me up. Um, darts would be a good one to introduce as well. Oh, the Poms are good at that. We've got a couple of good Aussies, haven't we? Uh, dart, dart well, players. By my recollection, the best dart player in the world is Michael Van Gerwen, and he's Dutch. So, you know, the Poms aren't. Yeah, you know, okay. The Poms aren't. Yeah, no. Okay. Darts is one of those sports, and snooker. I can't see why they have a men's competition and a women's competition. Just throw them all in. Yeah, good call. Yeah, good so call. There's no advantage either way. Mm. Um, I'll tell you a personal story here. Uh, I was a member of the North Suburban Sports Club. Yes, before it was turned into pokies. Well, yes, right. North, and I'll repeat, North Suburban Sports Club, sports. we were called. Right. There was one squash court there. It was the second squash court ever built in Melbourne. Yeah. That's how old it was. That's an old one. Number two in in Melbourne. I think the Melbourne Club had the first one. Right, not Koo Young? No, no, no. That came a bit later. Right. But anyway, uh, we, we turned up at the club one day, and there was a sign on the door of the squash court saying, this court will be closed as in a fortnight. Oh, that was it. That's it. That's We're in the middle the, of a season. That's all the notice you got. So we looked into it, and it turns out they were planning some renovations. Uh, Tattersall's kindly... Gave them an architect for free to help them with their renovations. And, of course, what did the Tattersall's architect say? 
oh, the squash court has to go. We need to expand our pokies area. Ah, those grey corrupt bastards. <laughs> so we called an extraordinary meeting to discuss this. Yeah. And the meeting was full of little old ladies who'd been promised a free lunch if they voted with the committee. <laughs> so, so we we were we were out out smarted by by all the little old ladies of Mooney Ponds. It's unbelievable corruption. Oh, and the reason I bring it up, of course. Um, so this is in Mooney Ponds, as the as the suburb. And so once the squash court was gone, the only sports at the North Suburban Sports Club. Yes. Was snooker and darts. Yeah. And they're sports, but you can play them holding a beer, and the guys did. Yeah. Or, or having a cigarette in one hand while they're, uh, while they're you know, potting their, the ball yeah. with another hand. Those are the days when you could smoke and, and play I know. sport. So we'd stagger off the squash court, you know, lathered in sweat, and here's these guys having a smoke over there <laughs> playing darts. But anyway. Unbelievable. I'm glad I've got that off my chest now. Well, that was a good anecdote to take us out for this week. Um, so, everybody, you've been listening to The Sporting Record here on 3CR, 855 AM, on your dial. And there are many ways to listen to us if you want to get involved or, uh, you know, keep the good train going with Radical Radio. There's the old-fashioned way, tuning your radio to 855 AM on the dial. You can dedicate a car button to 3CR. It's always a good move. I do that. There's a 3CR digital in case you want to get online. Never done that. You can listen to us via the Community Radio Plus app as well. Yeah, I've done that on the train. Good. That's great. Good for travel. Uh, and you can stream us or any other episode across the 3CR uh, smorgasbord uh, by going to the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au. How easy is that, John? Yep. And if you miss a show, you can go to our page. Or if you miss any show, you can go to the 3CR website that I just listed and listen on demand. And since I've been turning them into podcasts, you can go back many weeks and listen to whatever we were talking about. Isn't that great? So the podcasts are coming in thick and fast. I've got a few special ones there. I've got the Grant Hansen interview that we did with Grant up as a podcast and other ones. So there you go. Thanks for listening this week, everybody. We'll catch you next week.